Hey guys, it's Molly here. This is Mondays with Molly and we're on episode three. Today I'm going to be sharing my kind of my new motherhood story and the process of me becoming a mom and how that was a hard process. And the reason I want to share it is because I think a lot of other moms, new moms or even moms to be could relate and understand that becoming a mom is a hard process. It's a sanctifying process, a beautiful process that God allows to grow us into more of a woman after his heart, but it's not an easy process. And I hope that you can relate and connect with my story. So I'm so glad you're here to join me today. All right, guys, so it's the Monday after Easter. I hope you had a wonderful holiday with family. I hope you went to church on Sunday and worshiped God and just praised him for the gift of new life he's given us in him. Such a wonderful blessing. Um, One thing I like about, you know, after the holiday rush of, I don't know about you, but Easter week is kind of a busy week and it's nice after holidays just to slow down and kind of get back in into the normal routine. Do you like that? I kind of like just, I don't know, the normal routine of things. I think it's fun to do special events, but then after that, just to kind of have that slow down a little bit is really nice. Um, So today, you know, I'm talking about motherhood. And before I get into it, you guys got to hear this funny thing that happened actually today. So I fixed this chicken and rice dinner for my kids and I, they always eat so much slower because it takes them a while if they're not so sure about if they're going to like the meal, it takes them a while to commit to actually eating it. You know, they kind of hem and haw over it. And so I always finish before them. So I ran downstairs to go check my laundry. And when I came upstairs, they do this thing where they love to hide when I go check the laundry. And so that's what I thought they were doing. And I go into their bedroom and Cole is on Emma's top bunk. They have a bunk bed and he's bouncing on his knees. And then I see chicken on the floor and then... There's chicken on his, oh my gosh, they're so funny. There's chicken not only on the floor, but on his bed. He's on the bottom bunk. And I'm like, what in the world? How did chicken get all over the place here? I just went to go check the laundry. And I I wish I could say that I just laughed it off, but I didn't. I was not happy with Cole and lost my patience. Later, I had to apologize for yelling at him about that. You know, don't you wish that you could just be the mom that just laughs in those situations? I mean, corrects them for their misbehavior, but could just laugh more. I wish I could be more like that. It's something I would like to grow in, but it's also when I make a mistake, it's an opportunity for me to show them what it means to apologize when I do something wrong. So that was the funny story of today. Um, So getting into my new motherhood story, I'm happy that I have a podcast to share this story because it's something I've wanted to share with, you know, through Instagram or YouTube, but those just weren't the right platforms to share it because I knew, you know, it would be longer and just, I don't know, I'd rather just be able to say it through my voice and not have you guys worry about having to watch me the whole time. But the reason I wanted to share it is because um, I feel like around motherhood, and I don't know if this is just 
with social media making motherhood look out to be this glamorous, you know, every day is amazing and it's like just this beautiful flowers and roses thing. I don't know if it's that or what, but I do feel like sometimes there's this pressure on moms to feel like motherhood should be perfect at every moment and should be super amazing and wonderful and that your kids should always behave and that you should always just feel so fulfilled in what you're doing as a mother. And that hasn't been my experience. And I think most moms could say it hasn't been their experience totally. And for me, becoming a new mom was really hard, really, really hard. And before, you know, I get into all this, there's something I really want to clarify is I, I understand that if you are someone that maybe aren't able to have kids right now, or you've lost a child, I do not want to take away from, you know, your loss or the pain that you experience with maybe not being able to become a mom. And I love my children so much. I'm so thankful for them. And I I don't take them for granted because I know not everyone can become a mom. And that for a lot of women, you know, even just the idea of motherhood holds a lot of pain for them. So if that is you, what I'm sharing today, in no way am I trying to devalue motherhood or, you know, take it for granted because I I am thankful and you know, God bless me with children, but he could have not. He could have made me someone that couldn't have kids. And and we all have our own road to walk, and every road is different. And I don't think anyone's road is necessarily a lot easier than the other. They're just different. And so I just wanted to clarify that at the beginning. And I also was thinking that as I share this, if my kids ever listen to this, I never want them to think, well, oh man, mom, like you didn't want to have us. Like, I don't want them to think that either. I just want to share just how it was a hard adjustment for me. And okay, maybe I'm giving away a little bit more than I should say at the beginning, but part of the reason it was so hard for me was my selfishness. And it has been a growing process for me it continues to be a growing process for me to realize that I'm a selfish person, that motherhood is sacrifice, and that it doesn't come easy for me. So that's all that I want to clarify at the beginning. And now I'm just going to get into the story. All right, so let's start at the very beginning. So I got married in 2010. I was almost 22 years old. And After being married for three months, lo and behold, we found out that I was pregnant and not going into that many details, but we were being careful. And so that was why it was such like a shock that we got pregnant after being married for only three months. And um, I really kind of grieved at first. I was really upset. I was really sad. I just was like, I couldn't even like, it was just crazy to me, like, what? Like, I thought we were just in the newlywed phase now, and now we're going to be parents already. And 
when we got married, I don't remember thinking like, yeah, I want to be a mom really soon. Like, I think we had planned maybe if uh, I don't remember how many years off or whatever, but I wasn't thinking about motherhood at all. I was just excited to be married and excited to experience, you know, that new life together with my husband. And so it was definitely, it was a huge shock. And not only was I sad, but I had a sense of embarrassment because I thought, great, everyone's going to think that we weren't being careful, that we didn't know what we were doing, that we were being foolish. And, um, you know, my dad is a pastor of a pretty good sized church. And I'm like, great, like everyone, I'm going to have, everyone's going to have to know. And it's just going to be awkward. I don't know why I was just awkward about it. I shouldn't have been because, you know, we were married and that's okay like to have kids once you're married but for some reason I was just so I was so shook up about it and I cried a lot I don't remember how long that phase went on but I know it was at least a few weeks um I was super emotional about it and just I don't know I I have to say embarrassed a lot and um I kind of moved on from there, I'm the type of person that like wants to plan. And so guys, you'll never believe the book that I picked up from the library to read because I didn't know anything about pregnancy. Um, I picked up from the book, Pregnancy for Dummies. Yes, you can laugh <laughs> because it is pretty funny that I read that book, but that kind of filled me in on what I wanted, needed to expect for the process and what things were going to be like. Um, eventually in the process of being pregnant, there was a transition for me where I began to be more excited about having a baby. And when we found out we were having a girl, I was so happy that we were going to have a girl because I really wanted a girl. I growing up with just one older sister, I just didn't have any experience with boys. And so I just envisioned myself just having girls, which is another funny side note, because now I would never trade having a boy and a girl it's like the best the ultimate best and I feel so blessed that I have one of each but um yeah I was so excited to have a girl at first and um we picked out the name well I picked out the name Emma Rose I just thought it was such a cute classic name um I remember when I was pregnant there were a few things people said that bugged me I remember one person made a comment about my size and joking, oh, you probably, you've probably you eaten a lot, haven't you, or something. And I remember being so annoyed about that. I was pretty big with Emma. Um, I don't know why. I just like carried her a lot in the front and was definitely bigger with her than I was with Cole, which is interesting. Um, and I remember also someone saying to me, like, enjoy your sleep now. Like, and I didn't really get what that meant until I had her. And I'm like, oh, I get why people say that. Um, so then when Emma was born, she was born, I think, a week and a half early. And um, I actually was able to do a natural birth, which is a funny story in and of itself. That's kind of what we planned. We planned that like if I went into labor and it lasted more than eight hours, then I would be open to doing an epidural. But I really wanted to go natural. But then when I was in labor and it was like so incredibly hard, I remember asking my husband, can you go get the nurse? Because I really think I need the epidural. And he like waited. He kind of, what's the word? Kind of like um, didn't say anything to her for a while, pushed things off, which I'm really glad he did looking back now. 
um, because I'm, yeah, my recovery time was great going natural and yeah, I wouldn't trade it for anything. So that's how labor and everything went. And then when Emma was born and we took her home, I, you know, fell in love with her instantly from just with her in my arms in the hospital. I never had, I know some moms have this moment where they're not like they have the baby in their arms and they're not connected with the baby. Fortunately, I never had that from, you know, the moment seeing her, I just loved her so much. And that motherhood, I guess, instinct, instinct kicked in right away. But again, I know that doesn't happen for every mom. And I think that's totally normal. Everyone is different. But then when, you know, we came home from the hospital, like reality kind of sets in. Well, even I remember when when we were in the hospital, she was six pounds, 10 ounces. So she was little and she woke up pretty much every two hours to nurse. And when you're just like jumping right into that, it's so hard. Just the little sleep. And I remember being at home and you know, experiencing so much, like she was a good crier. She was definitely not colicky. Neither of my babies were colicky, but she was a good crier and didn't go to sleep easily and woke up every two hours. And I remember the crying just like driving me crazy because I'm the type of person, I love quietness. I love peacefulness. And so that was a huge adjustment for me. Um, nursing thankfully went pretty well, but I remember I was, I tried to be so organized and I would have this little notebook that I would put by where I would nurse her and I would write down, I nursed from this time to this time. And I kept track like of every two hours. And I remember also when she got bigger, I don't remember when it was, but I tried doing like the cry it out method where just trying to let herself soothe and I feel like that you know that is a good concept I think but I feel like I made things a little more difficult for myself than needed by trying to like make sure I did things by the book and maybe I pushed that too early of wanting her to sleep go to put herself to sleep better on her own um because I just remember it being so hard. I remember looking at myself in the mirror and seeing dark circles under my eye and saying, I'm like a zombie. Like, how am I going to get through this? And of course, God helped me get through that phase of a little sleep. But it lasted for, um, I don't remember how long she was up every two hours, but it was a number of months. And while I was a new mom, I didn't have... A lot of friends, I feel like at first, I don't, I didn't make a big effort to get out of the house and go and do things. I was so embarrassed to nurse in public. I remember that. And I, I, like I said, I feel like I put too much pressure on myself. I could have made things easier by being more laid back. It's not in my nature to be laid back about new things and adjusting to new things. It takes me a while to adjust to new things. And I just remember by the end of the day um, of taking care of Emma for the day, I would just be so tired and just be like, I just, I'm spent. I need a break kind of thing. And now it's kind of hilarious as a single mom where I'm doing everything by myself. I mean, my parents help a lot, but my kids are with me when I'm home and I'm not on days that I'm not working. We're together all day. And so it's just hilarious to me thinking back how 
I don't know, dramatic I was, you know, I, it was a learning process. It really was a learning process of becoming a new mom. I also want to mention that I did have a little bit of postpartum, I think a little bit of postpartum depression. And I went to actually a couple of counseling sessions. I think I went to two. It was the first time I had ever gone to counseling. And it was good for me because I was adjusting to a lot. Becoming a mom, having only been married for a year at that point. And um, it was nice to just kind of have an outside voice to be able to talk to and open up to. Because I'm a verbal processor and I have to talk things out. So I remember that being helpful. But honestly, I think one of my biggest struggles in that time of new motherhood was... Um, well, adjusting to life being different and grieving over the fact that I had lost, you know, the young 20s, the new newlywed phase of marriage, all of that was lost and that I wouldn't get that back. And that sounds so kind of selfish me saying it, but it's definitely something that I had to work through. And I still have days where I'm like, man, like I didn't get the young 20s free, get to do what I want to do kind of thing. And I think um, part of that is was like part of that is learning to grieve through something that you've lost because that was a loss that I experienced. But also realizing I know now that God allowed me to become a parent at a younger age. I was, let's see, when Emma was born, I was 23. Um, At a younger age than I expected, I think God wanted to grow me up at a sooner time and that he knew I needed motherhood to help me grow up and mature. And I'm not going to share much more of my story after what I've just shared, other than the fact that it did get better, it has gotten better um, over the years. I've I've grown in motherhood. I've learned to enjoy it more. I've learned to become much more laid back. Part of that came with having another child, and you realize that you can't do everything perfect because you're just trying to balance taking care of two kids. But also, a huge part of that happened with me com- becoming a single parent. So. Real quick, I do want to share that three years after Emma was born, so she was three, and I was pregnant with Cole about to, to wow, I can't talk, about to deliver him, that's when my husband and I separated, and so that's my whole beginning of single parenthood, and so motherhood definitely changed in more ways than one when I became a single parent, and that grew me immensely. And I don't want to get into my whole single parenthood story because that's for another podcast. But I just want you all to know that if you're a new mom, it's going to get better. It's going to get easier, but it will be hard. It will always be hard, but it will become more normal. And yeah, I don't know how else to explain it, but I want to move on to sharing just some tips that I want to share with you all to uh, how to adjust to motherhood. I don't feel like there's a lot of this being shared out there for young moms and moms to be. Things that, you know, us that have been moms for a while have learned like, yeah, I wish I had kind of known this before. It would have helped me out a lot. That's what I want to share today. So um, the first thing is don't try hard to be 
the cool mom. Just seek to be a good mom. I think with social media, we can get so caught up with like, I have to have the right stuff, like the cute stuff, the right stroller, the all this, all that. Like, I want to be the cool mom with like the cute haircut. And oh man, like if I get this haircut, is it going to be too much of a mom haircut? Am I still going to be cool? Am I still going to be hip? Like all these thoughts. Also, the whole like sexy motherhood trend that has gone on like, oh, I, I still need to be able to look sexy and, and dress sensual as a mom. And that whole picture, which I mentioned this on my Instagram stories of Rachel McAdams, where she had this picture of her in Vogue. That was her with double breast pumps. And it was like this sexy picture of her just trying to portray that as mom, you can still be sexy. All of that drives me crazy. I just don't think that, why do we have to over-sexualize everything? Like motherhood is beautiful and should be innocent, not sexy. Like save that for the bedroom with your husband. Anyways, just don't try hard to be the cool mom. Just, Just seek to be a good mom to your children. That's what's most important. And the second thing is learn to embrace humility. This is something that was not easy for me. And I still have moments where I don't think it's easy for me. Um, Being a mom really opens you up to embarrassing moments. I remember a couple, two little things stick out to me as a new mom. Well, I think this was actually with Cole, but being at church and talking to someone and my kids were like, they weren't necessarily projectile vomiters, but sometimes after nursing, they would just like spit up a bunch of of spit up at once and would just kind of pour out. And I was talking to someone at church in the back of the sanctuary and that happened and Cole just spit up and it went straight out of his mouth onto the ground. And I just remember being so embarrassed because, you know, I'm dressed up nice for church and then spit up just comes pouring out onto the ground. I'm like, great. You know, and that's, those are just like common things that happen for moms. And I remember also Emma, when she was like learning to find her voice, see babies go through that stage, you know what I'm talking about, where they like want to experiment with their voice. And I called this stage with Emma, the screeching eagle stage, because really it was screeching. And I remember I was trying to talk to someone at church and she was screeching so much. It was hard to even talk to this person and I remember being embarrassed but it was like cute too because she was just trying to figure out her voice and all babies have to go through that and so those moments you know when when we're not a mom and we're just a single person you know we can get ready to go we can look great we can spend however much time we want to get ready and we only have ourselves to embarrass ourselves. but when you have kids they're unpredictable. You don't know what they're going to do, when they're going to do it. Things can happen. And it's just good to not take ourselves so seriously to embrace humility and just be like, this is, this is what it is. And I'm just not going to let myself take myself too seriously and not be humble about it. But okay, embarrassing things happen. This kind of goes along with it. But the third thing is let go of perfection. Like thinking in your mind, if I don't do it this way, like my kid's going to be messed up terribly and it's not going to work out and I'm I'm just not going to be doing things the right way. Um, because 
for me, becoming more laid back, which happened not until I had my second kid, has helped me so much more with enjoying motherhood, with being able to be, I think, a good mom. And, you know, you're going to have nights where your kids just eat mac and cheese. They don't eat any vegetables. Um, My kids had chicken and rice tonight. I didn't even fix them the vegetables that I fixed for myself because I knew they wouldn't eat it. And it wasn't worth it wasn't worth the fight. You know, you got to pick your battles. And I think just sometimes you just have to be like, it's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. My kids are still going to live if they don't have veggies every night. And that's okay. The fourth thing is stop comparing yourself to other moms. I think, again, with social media, this is so easy to do. We look at other people's photos and we think, wow, like it looks so easy for them. And wow, they're doing crafts with their kids. And they just threw the most amazing, beautiful, Pinterest-worthy birthday party. And I didn't do that. And great, I'm like the worst mom ever. I think we just have to realize that every mom has their own strengths. For instance, my cousin, Jacinda, I don't know if she listens to this, but she is awesome with her homeschooling journey to think of fun, cool things to do with her kids. For me, you know, I'm a homeschool mom. Emma, I've been homeschooling her second year in. She's in first grade. Um, I don't think of the fun crafts. In fact, I don't, I hate doing crafts. I just, it stresses me out, like planning those things. Emma loves them and she enjoys do them, doing them. And she figures out crafts better than I do. Um, and so she still does them, but I'm just not going to be the Pinterest worthy mom, you know, for birthday parties for my kids. I just can't do the all out birthday parties. I did one bigger birthday party for Emma and I realized after that I was like that's a lot of money and I just you know I'm a working single mom and the time and effort to plan this is a lot of stress for me well especially because for goodness sake all of our birthdays fall around Christmas Emma's is in November Cole's and mine are in December and so it's just like so much at one time and so I've tried to kind of lower kind of my expectations of what we do for birthdays We still have fun and we still go do something special, but we usually just do it with family. And that's okay. Like you have to figure out what works for you and you can adjust things as years go on because, you know, your life may change and you may might have more energy or more finances to do bigger things and just stop comparing yourself to other moms and what they're doing and feeling guilty if you don't do that. And I know that's super hard because I deal with that too, thinking like, I'm just not doing the best of that. Um, But really, you have to realize that comparing doesn't do any good. You just need to pray about, God, what do you want me to do? How do you want me to handle these things? How how do you want me to be the best mom? God should be our standard, not other moms. And then another thing that I think is very helpful as a new mom is you can't compare yourself to a mom who's way farther along in the process. If you've only been a mom for three months and you're looking at a mom who has a seven-year-old, you really need to think, I've only been doing the job of motherhood for three months. This is a very new job for me. And that mom who's been doing it for seven, eight years, she's been doing this job for eight years. If you think about that in the corporate world, someone who just started a job and another person who's been doing it for almost a decade, there's an immense difference. And so you just can't be comparing yourself to other moms that are much farther along in the process. 
The fifth thing that goes along with this is don't be afraid to ask for advice. I think sometimes our pride and our embarrassment and what would they think of me if I asked them this? Like, are they going to think I'm stupid or are they going to judge me for how I've handled this? Um, asking advice of other moms, we sometimes I think can worry about that. But I think as a new mom, it could be so helpful if you, you know, talk to a mom who's maybe even been a mom three years longer than you. They can give you so much advice. And of course, you don't have to take everything they say. You just take it in and consider, is this a good idea? Does this work for me? But um, asking advice just makes you feel like you're not alone. And like, oh, that thing that I thought that I was the only person that struggled with this, like, oh, other moms do too, so I'm not alone. I think that can be so helpful. And the last thing um, I just want to share, and this is what I really want to camp on, is accept that, you know, being a mom is going to be hard. And it will be learning to serve And it's also going to be kind of going against what culture says about motherhood, kind of demeaning it and lowering its value. You know, that's not what God says. God says that being a mom, being a parent is so important because we're raising up the next generation of children that will hopefully love God and make an impact in the world for him. And being a mom in the traditional sense, like a stay-at-home mom, like that's a wonderful calling, a wonderful thing. And it, it's just going to have to be a battle of fighting against what the world says that, oh, that's not a real job. No, that's not that important. Like we can't buy into those lies because like I said, you're raising the next generation, hopefully of children who love the Lord. And also I think that... Um, We have to also fight the lies that say children are a nuisance, children are a hassle, children are a pain. Yes, children are a struggle sometimes. They test our patience, but they are a gift from God. And remember, we were all kids at one time bugging our parents. Like, it's just the normal cycle. Children have to learn. Children have to grow. But they are important of so and of so much value. And so getting those things in the right perspective... Um, and realizing that God's going to empower you for what he's called you to do. He's not going to call you to be a mom and be like, here you go. Just you're going to do it on your own. You're going to fail miserably. Like if you're seeking God and you're asking for God's help to die to yourself and to love and to serve your children and to raise them well, God's going to give you the strength. Hey, guys, I want to read this verse that I think is kind of an interesting verse, but it's something I've thought about a lot in regards to motherhood. It's in 1 Timothy 2.15, and it says, um, yet she will be saved through childbearing. It's actually talking about Eve here. And if they continue in faith and love and holiness with self-control. And I think that's super interesting that it says, yet she will be saved through childbearing. And I've thought a lot about the fact that motherhood is really a sanctifying process. I know that in 1 Timothy, it's not talking about salvation, that it saves you um, in the form of salvation. No, like salvation only comes through um, having faith in Jesus Christ. But I think what he's talking about, saving us in the form of sanctifying us, making us more like Christ, growing us up in our faith, realizing that it's not all about ourselves. You know, when you're 
a single person, um, life can be all about yourself. And really, you don't notice that that much because you're not having to serve someone on a daily basis, right? And then suddenly when you get married, it's like, whoa, like I have to serve someone else. And then when you become a mom, it's like even harder because you're serving someone who isn't going to serve you back when they're little baby crying. You're just pouring out your life for them. But, you know, when you think about that, that's what Jesus did for us. It says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. You know, you know, Christ served us on the cross dying for us, but we have nothing to offer him that is of great value, right? Other than, you know, us giving our lives to serve him, but it's not something that God needs. And so I think that's the ultimate example of servanthood, Christ serving us. And um, that's how we should look at motherhood is we are serving without expecting anything in return. I mean, we hope to have children that will one day thank us, right? And say, thank you for all the sacrifices you made. But it's a daily giving and serving without really receiving much in return. And I really believe that if we look at it as an opportunity of growth, an opportunity to understand even more just the heart of God and what he, the love he has for us, it's going to be such a much more growing and wonderful and beneficial experience. And the last thing I just want to share with you guys is this quote that I read. Got to find it here um, by Elizabeth Elliot. And I thought this was so um, just applicable to what I'm talking about. This job of motherhood has been given to me to do. She says, therefore, it is a gift. Therefore, it is a privilege Therefore, it is an offering I may make to God. Therefore, it is to be done gladly if it is to be done for him. Here, not somewhere else, I may learn God's way. In this job, not in some other, God looks for faithfulness. Isn't that a a wonderful quote? When we think about um, serving our children, that really we're serving Christ And we're really fulfilling the mission that he has set apart for us before we were even born. If God has called us to be a mother, then that puts a whole different perspective on it. Here's something else I found that I thought was encouraging. This is motherhood. This is kingdom work. It is sacrifice, laying down your life for another. It is the gospel lived out in piles of laundry, snotty noses, and the endless nights of sickness and teething. It is the least of these and the least appreciated times and with the least affirmation from a world that defines success in opposite terms. And then it has the verse Matthew twenty five forty that says, Truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Matthew twenty five forty. I love that verse in reference to motherhood. I never thought about that, but it's so true. These little children that need us for literally everything. They need us to feed them, to clothe them, to take care of every bit of their needs, especially when you have a newborn. You know, they are the least of these. They need you. But when we are doing those things, we are serving, we are giving of ourselves, even when we feel like, I don't have anything else to give. I've definitely had so many moments like that. Um, We have to realize that we're really serving God and God's going to empower us. He's going to strengthen us. He's going to give us enough strength for each day, 
not more than that day, but enough for each day. And then as we grow in him, um, our ability to grow as a mother will become better and I think even easier as we learn to die to ourselves. And so that's what I wanted to share today. It's not a glamorous picture of motherhood. It's not a super exciting and wonderful picture of motherhood, but I I think it really is the reality of becoming a mom and, and growing in that. And so I hope that that's encouraging to you. If you know a new mom or a mom-to-be that maybe would like listening to this, I would love for you to share it with them Um, because I think it needs to be shared that motherhood is hard and that's okay that it's hard. Don't feel bad that it's hard for you or that you're doing something wrong that's making it hard because maybe you're doing some things that you could adjust, but maybe it's just hard because it's hard and that's okay. And just grow in your dependence on God and that will make it easier. I'm going to close with praying for everyone that's a mom that's listening or a mom-to-be or wants to be a mom. I want to pray for you all. So dear Father, I just thank you for these women that are listening, Lord. For those who are a mom, want to be a mom or a mom-to-be, Lord. I just thank you for placing that desire, that calling in these women's lives, Lord. And I thank you that you give us strength for the task ahead, Lord. And I thank you that as a mom that is a believer, Lord, we have a deeper purpose in what we're doing, realizing that we are serving you as we serve these little children. And that, um, as it says in your word, whatever you do to the least of these, you're doing for me, God. And I just pray that each day as we have an opportunity to serve our kids, we would choose to let go of our pride, to let go of our our own selfishness and choose to put on Christ, to put on your character, to love and serve them and to show our little children, even at a young age, what it means to to be a humble servant, God, because that is what you have done for us. And, and we want to be like you, Lord. And as a mother, we want to see this as a holy calling that you've called many of us to do. And Lord, I pray for anyone who's listening that maybe this is very hard for them to hear because maybe they cannot have children, Lord. I pray that you would give them purpose and where you've called them to be right now, Lord. And, and I pray, God, that you would give them comfort and peace in you, knowing that you have a purpose in their life. Maybe it's not what they wanted. Just like, you know, I didn't plan on being a mom so soon after being married. God, your plans are not always like our plans, but you are good and you are faithful and you love us and you do have great plans for us if we continue to seek you and follow you. And I thank you for that, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So that is all I'm going to share today about my motherhood story. Um, I think it's really fun to just kind of pull back the curtain of my story with you guys and for you to see that, hey, it hasn't been easy for me and I'm probably just like each and every one of you that is a mom that has had your own, you know, hard story, things not always being easy and a growing process and I think it's just so good to be genuine and open with each other 
so that we realize that we're not alone. Like, isn't it so wonderful when someone says something that they're struggling with and you're like, yeah, me too. And I think as moms, like, we just need to strive to be like that more, just to be more open and not worry about people judging us, but be more willing to encourage other moms by being open with our own life. So I hope that you do that this week as you go out this week looking for those opportunities to encourage the other moms in your life, whether they're new moms or moms that have been doing this for a while. So thank you guys for listening. I will see you next week on Monday with my next Mondays with Molly. All right, guys. Bye.